Hey guys, and welcome back to the Same Sis Podcast. I'm Brooke, and that's it. It's just me this week. Unfortunately, Kyleen wasn't able to record this week because her son, Rocky, got hand, mouth, and foot. I feel so bad. Poor Rocky got it pretty bad, and I know Kyleen is just stressing and hoping that Echo doesn't catch it. It's mostly common in children, and adults rarely get it, but they can carry it and spread it. So just for the sake of not spreading any germs and for Kyleen to be able to stay home and take care of her family, we decided it was best for her to sit this week out. This week, we do have our first official guest on outside of our husbands, and it is Becky Lewis. Becky is a fitness trainer, a macro coach, and a hot mom of three, and she works with hundreds of women to help them find their best versions of themselves inside and out, me included. She has been doing my macros actually for the past few months. Admittedly, I haven't been the best at sticking to them with summer travels and just being a busy mom and I'll get on the groove and fall off of it for one reason or the other. I even joked with her about being her worst client when I asked her to be on the podcast. And so I am not perfect by any means, but she is amazing. And I really believe in everything that she preaches and coaches. And so I'm excited to have her here and to give us all of the good advice. Kylie and I made an incredible question list for her. And so get ready to be inspired. But before we jump into this week's episode, I'm going to do just a small little update for you. I wanted to share this story because I think it was the funniest thing ever. We've been decorating for fall and Halloween and in the box was a skeleton, roughly the same size as Asher. And I put it in the garage because I was going to wait to decorate for Halloween um, after I'd gotten my fall up. And so one day Asher went out into the garage and I hear him crying. And so I go out there and he's pointing at the skeleton and he's like crying, looking at it. And so I like picked it up and I showed him it was nice and I let him give it a high five and a kiss. And now it's seriously his new best friend. It is so freaking funny. He like has brushed its teeth and its hair. He doesn't even have hair. Um, brushed at school, I guess. And he sits with it at the table for snacks and he'll like put food in its mouth and he like wants it to sit next to him on the couch for shows and is like constantly giving it a high five. And he named it Jack because the skeleton on Nightmare Before Christmas, his name is Jack. And so skeleton Jack is our new best friend at our house. So funny. And I just wanted to share that with you guys because I thought it was the cutest thing ever. Becky, we're so excited to have you here. Let's go ahead and jump in. We would love for you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself first. All right. Sounds great. Um, Thank you for having me. Since you asked me, I seriously have been so excited to do this. I'm so glad. I love talking anything health and fitness. So to tell you a little bit about myself, um, I have three kids and my oldest is almost 16. My next one turns 15 here in a couple of weeks. And then my youngest is my daughter, she's 12. We stay busy with sports and traveling. We love to travel. Um, my husband and I have been married for 21 years, which is crazy. Every time I say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so old. Oh, I know. 21 years. I know, I feel the same. We've been married for almost eight years now and I'm just like shocked yeah, every time you say the number. so fast. Yeah. My kind of backstory is I grew up playing sports. Um, I got a scholarship to do track at college. So I was always active and like I loved running, um, I loved track. But once we started having kids, things kind of shifted. So we actually 
went through about five years of infertility. So during that time, it was like, you know, crazy, of course. My husband and I, you know, just day by day, like tried to get through it. Um, so five years into our marriage is when we had our first um, kid. And that's when I kind of noticed like things shifting where, and I was 100% okay with it. I'm like, okay, all my attention is now being a mom. And I just kind of, I don't want to say let myself go, but I kind of stopped doing what I loved. Like I didn't really do my hobbies. And within three years, we had three kids. Like my oldest was three. I had a two-year-old and then I had a newborn. And oh, so you had them pretty close. Yeah, we had them really close. So did you do infertility treatments? Um, we did, um, and they didn't work. Okay. And what else did you guys try? So we did different things like with the Clomid and okay. basically everything we tried, my doctor would be like, okay, that's not going to work. Let's go this route. That's not going to work. And then it came to the point where he was like, I'm sorry, you're actually not going to be able to have kids. But by some miracle, <laughs> we had three. Wow. And Just naturally after yes. you had stopped all the mm-hmm. treatments. Yes. Wow. Like having them so close, like it was just such mixed feelings because you're just so grateful. Like I was so grateful to be a mom and I waited so long for this. But of course I had like the normal mom feelings of being like so stressed and overwhelmed and tired all the time. Yes. And then it's like, well, I don't want to be ungrateful, but this is hard, you know? Oh yeah. We can totally relate. We have- <laughs> you have two little ones close together. Yes, two under two. They're 17 months apart. So super close by choice. <laughs> I don't know if yours was by choice. You probably just like didn't try to prevent and mm-hmm. that's just yeah, what happened. We're like, whatever happens, happens. Yep. <laughs> so we were grateful for that. Um, so it wasn't until my youngest was eight weeks old and my husband basically forced me to start working out. He's like so kind and nice, like, okay, Beck, it's time to do something. And I'm like, no, this is out of my comfort zone. So he wanted me to start lifting weights. I started going to the gym and I'm like so intimidated. I hate this. Everyone's staring at me, you know, like, you know, that feeling like when you're oh, yeah. just getting into it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. And also I had like the misconception when my husband's like, you gotta start lifting weights because he had been lifting weights for years and loved it. Okay. And I just never really got into it. I'm like, I'm a runner, you know? Yeah. So that misconception, like I'm going to look like some bodybuilder. I'm going to turn into a man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really thought that. Yeah. And Rick's like, no, you're going to be fine. And now I look back and laugh because I'm like, that's like really hard to get into that bodybuilder body, you know? Yes. I'm like shocked by hearing this because I feel like this, your exact story is like so relatable and literally every, like all these thoughts so many women have Mm -hmm. and especially after babies and all of that. So I'm loving hearing this story and knowing that we are not alone. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So many women feel like that. And I'm like, it, it took me a long time to feel comfortable in the gym and I just kept going and my husband would help me. Sometimes I'd be by myself and knew that I was just doing everything wrong. Um, but I think when I really started to love it is when I started recognizing how it helped me mentally. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm less stressed. I'm happier. I'm more positive. I'm gaining confidence. And it wasn't so much then about losing the baby weight or looking better. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm mentally like doing so much better now. 
And I even started doing some competitions. I did some um, bikini competitions and it kind of was like a goal to be like, okay, I'm going to see how good of shape I can get into. Um, And so that was fun. And then after that is when I decided to be a personal trainer because I'm like, I want all women to be able to feel how I feel. Like, why does everybody do this? Like, I want to teach the world like how good it feels and I love that. Um, I just wanted everybody to have that. And then later I went on and got my nutritionist so I could help people with food too. Amazing. So yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I know yeah. a lot of that is personal and that that's your, your own journey. So thank you so much. I feel like so many women out there can relate to that story, me included. I definitely am in that like feeling overwhelmed stage also feeling uncomfortable in my postpartum body. Um, I love my body, but you know, it's just change and Mm -hmm. new and, um, and wanting to be fit again and feel more like myself and feel that confidence and feel less stressed. And I, I even posted on my story, which I think you even commented on it. I saw that. I was like, go Brooke. Yes. Like literally just what you were saying is that I decided just to like prioritize my health Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to like, no matter what, make myself work out each day. And hopefully like, and and actually proof that you're saying it, that it will help my mental health Mm -hmm. and my overall well-being and livelihood. And so that's just a confirmation to me that that was right on track. You, you are on the right track. Yeah. Rick. Thank you. Well, let's just get into these questions. Me and Kylene wanted to ask you these questions selfishly as two women who had kids pretty close in age and are struggling with prioritizing ourselves and our health. And the first question we wanted to ask you is if someone is starting completely over, how would you advise them to start? Okay. I love that. Um, first off, I think it's good to acknowledge that it's scary to start. Um, it's out of people's comfort zones to do something new and to be like, I'm going to commit to this because what if I do it and I don't do good? What if I fail? You know, so it is scary to start. So taking that first step is huge. So be proud of yourselves for, you know, taking the first step. Um, I think the best thing that helps is to make a weekly schedule um, of what's realistic for you and, your time in your life right now, because we're all in different stages and you're going to find in two, three years, your, your stage is going to change. You're going to be like, Oh, I can do this. So finding what works for your schedule and what you can commit to for some people, they'll commit to, I'm going to do two days a week for 20 minutes. And that's, that's my goal. And that's great. That's awesome. And a month down the road, they might be like, Oh, I'm going to add an extra day in. So that's, that's a good thing to start with is just what's realistic and put it on your calendar and be like, I'm going to do two days a week. You don't want to start off saying five days a week, here I'm going. And then you fail and you feel like, oh gosh, like I can't even. Yeah. No confidence in yourself in accomplishing those goals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. I feel like I always am the overachiever goal setter. And we all do it. Yeah. And so I had heard this uh, theory of setting, um, oh, what was it? Floors and ceilings. And I had talked about this actually on a prior podcast episode, Um, but they had said that set a floor so that each day you can at least accomplish that no matter what. And so it's something super simple and easy. And then a ceiling for yourself. And that's maybe like 
the hardest that you're ever going to go. And so I feel like that's like right in line with that theory. I love that. That's perfect. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think also what's important is to have some accountability. So having that friend that you can work out with, I'll even have clients that have friends in different states and they text each other like, hey, what are you doing for your workout today? Or did you get it in yet? So just having someone to be accountable, whether it's a friend or a fitness coach really helps when you're trying to get started. Yep. I can attest to that as well. (laughs) Especially I feel like uh, Rhett and I were able to work out for a little bit together and that totally helped me because one of the other is always going to be pushing the, Mm -hmm. the other person. And to like have a little bit of competition and all this stuff. (laughs) Next question. I know you focus on allowing your clients to be able to eat more and still lose weight. Can you explain how and why you do so? Yes. This subject makes me so happy because it's, it's amazing to be able to see women and men. I work mostly with women, but to be able to see them eat more while they're changing their body is huge. So a lot of people don't know the term for this, but it's a reverse diet. Basically a reverse diet is um, increasing your calories to help your metabolism. So our bodies are made to adapt to what what we're doing, whatever we're doing. So let's say someone's eating 1300 calories. So they might've lost weight to get by eating the 1300 calories, but their metabolic rate drops. And so their body essentially stops burning fat. So with the reverse diet, I like to increase my clients calories slowly. It's usually about hundred, 150 calories a week. Um, sometimes every two weeks, depending on how their body is responding. So as I increase my clients calories, um, their metabolic rate increases too. Um, and eventually we get them up into this, what we call like a maintenance calories where they feel good. They have good energy. Their metabolism is starting to work like it should, and they're just burning more fat. And some clients will need a cut after that. And then I'll cut their calories to help them lose more inches. But it's amazing how that body works. Yeah, it really is. I've been doing macros with you for a while now. And I already told them I feel like I'm not the best at it. But I have done macros in the past where I have like been like super consistent, like no like veering off my macros for like months on end. And it is crazy how much you can eat and still lose weight. And that when you do like want to have like a little extra cut, you feel like you're plateauing, that you just do a smaller cut that it actually works. I might bet like 2,500 calories with you right now and still dropping weight and inches. And Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. I am breastfeeding though. So that is why it's that high. It's so nice to not feel like you're on a diet. Right. That's like the whole thing I love about macros. Mm -hmm. That's the best. Um, And a lot of people will ask me like, well, how do you know if you should do a reverse diet? Um, I will tell you most of the people that I work with, we do a reverse diet Um, And a couple of the things that I look for is if you have had an eating disorder in the past, um, you need to do a reverse because your body's metabolism is just shot. Um, Also, if you are a yo-yo dieter, which I feel like most women and the majority of women, like that's all they know. They go through these fads and I'm going to eat really low calorie and then they can't sustain it and then they start eating higher calorie. Um, So with those clients, I always say for sure you need to do a reverse. Yeah. No, that's, that's perfect. I feel like that was one of the questions I had is 
what for those women that do yo-yo diet, Mm -hmm. what would you advise them to do? And this would be it. Yes, this would be it. And it's really scary for people to do. And I can't tell you how many people are like, wait, you want me to increase my calories? I'm trying to lose weight, Becky. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you got to trust the process. Okay. Everything we've learned is like eat less to lose weight. Yeah. Um, but once you like look at the science behind it and you start trusting the process, then you're going to be like, oh, this actually works. Yeah. Well, and people always say the whole phrase calories in calories mm-hmm. out. And so this kind of defies that. Yes. Yeah. You're still lower, right? Than your normal calories or what? So when you're in a reverse, yes. Um, no, when you're in a reverse, you should be close to maintenance or a little bit above. A little bit. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So let's say someone like I know, like their normal is like sixteen hundred, like with their workouts, their jobs, whatever they're doing throughout the day. Then their reverse, I can get them up to probably like nineteen, two thousand, okay. anywhere around there. Wow. I know. Uh, Kylene was trying to explain that whole ideology to her husband, and he was like. Ah, no, it just doesn't make sense to me. It it doesn't make sense. And well, and it's just so exciting when you do increase it and then you still, you still see the loss in poundage and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just so freeing to know that that's not all that it weighs on is that you have to eat nothing. Right. Yes. And I will say not everybody loses during the reverse. Some people maintain their weight. But what they don't see is what's happening on the inside. So they're losing body fat, they're increasing muscle mass, and then they're, you know, bringing that metabolic rate up. And so yep. the scale is something I always tell people, okay, we're not going to just look at the scale Yep, because there's exactly. so much more going on. Totally. How do you maintain a balance and make eating healthy and working out a priority, especially as a busy mom? And... I want to hear like your real life experience and also what you advise your clients. Okay. So my experience, and this has taken me years to learn. Like, I feel like I'm still learning. And as the kids get older, I feel like I have to shift. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to shift this. We're gone lots of nights for sports. So yeah, it's taken me a while to learn, but I feel like the biggest thing that has helped me is Sunday, I like to sit down and I plan out my week. I know some people like to plan out their month, but my brain just isn't wired like that. I'm like, I got to take it like a day at a time or a week at a time. (laughs) Yes, same. Is that how you are? A week is my max. Yes. I cannot go further. I can't look past this week. Uh So I'll sit down Sunday, I'll schedule in my workouts and it's always early. Like I just, that's what works best for me is I'll do my 530 um, workouts and, you know, I schedule that on my calendar. That's that's when I'm going. That's going to happen. Um, and I also try to make a plan for food for the week. Otherwise, it is not good. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is my dinners. I'm going to do this this week um, or this day. We're going to make this. Um, this night's football. We're going to order food. So it's not always me cooking. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to have to plan that we're going to order something or we're going to get takeout, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But I think that's the biggest thing that's helped me. Um, and also... Just with my past experience of tracking macros myself, I tracked food for probably a good like two years. And so it got me to the point to where I don't have to track my food. I know what I need to eat. I know what makes me feel good. Um, and I just know what my body needs. Yeah. And so that helps too, to just be at that point to where I can just go off of what I know yes. what I need. Yeah. Cause macros can feel time consuming, mm-hmm. especially if you don't like do it beforehand, but it does teach you so much about food. And I feel like that's what I have learned by doing macros. And that's why I love it 
is because I realize why I should eat certain things and what the, what nutrition they're bringing Mm -hmm. to my body. I feel like before I did macros, I just thought, okay, I need to eat a bunch of greens and vegetables and fruit, which yes, may be the case, but also fruit has a lot of sugar and more carbs. And so knowing that, and I don't know, just being able to plan out your day and being able to have like that flexible diet where, yeah, maybe you still want a cookie at night Mm -hmm. and you just put that in your macros and so that you still get that little treat. You don't feel like you're having to cut something out. You're Mm -hmm. still able to put in what you would normally want, but just work your day or your food around it. Right. You don't feel like it's deprived. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of my clients, um, for them to be successful, they'll actually put their food in the night before and they'll just make a plan for that next day because nobody wants to be like midday and they're like, oh my gosh, I still have to eat hundred grams of protein. How am I going to do that with dinner? You know, so it helps to pre-plan your food too. Yes. And whether you're going out with your girlfriends or going on a date night, just have a plan. Yep. I do that because otherwise I will definitely get to the end of the day and have like a thousand calories I need to eat. (laughs) Like, oh no, what happened? (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So then on that same ideology, what is your favorite like fast food or go-to food that is quick and easy? I love In-N-Out. Anybody that follows me and my stories, they're like, oh my gosh, Becky's at In-N-Out again. (laughs) So I do love In-N-Out. I usually do... um, Oh, Flying Dutchman? Yes, the Flying Dutchman. Yes. Okay, so usually when I go to In-N-Out, I get the Flying Dutchman or protein style, but it's just basically the meat and cheese and then whatever toppings you want on it. Um, that's a quick, easy one. And I also love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So I'll do like the chicken nuggets or actually, I usually always do the chicken nuggets. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love it. Do you do any like sauces or anything? Yeah. I like the Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. And that's the thing with macros or even if you're not tracking is I feel like so many women are like, well, I'm going to order a salad, but I'm not going to get dressing on it. Or I'm going to get the chicken nuggets, but not get the sauce. I'm like, get the dressing and get the sauce. Like yeah. you're fine. Yep. So yeah, I love that. Just enjoy it. Totally. So what would you recommend for someone who say they missed their 5 a.m. workout that they had scheduled? How would you squeeze in another workout for that day? So I like that you said still squeeze in a workout that day because a lot of people just give up and be like, forget it. Yes. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, that was my, that you was know? my, like the way I was thinking, mm-hmm. honestly, just a week ago, yeah. I was just like, oh, I missed it. I can't mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And that's, that's, I feel like a common response is, okay, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll start Monday. You know, I, yep. I run it. Exactly. <laughs> so if you missed your 5am workout, and it depends on your kid's schedule too. If you're able to go later, I know a lot of moms, like that's their one chance to go. And if they can't, then it's like you get a home workout in, yep. you do some air squats, you know, some lunges, you can take your kids for a walk in the stroller, just anything to move. And then I think it's important too, to be proud of yourself for still doing it. Cause a lot of people, I feel like beat themselves up and they're like, Oh my gosh, I missed my workout. And it's like, be proud of yourself. Like you're still doing something, whether it's a walk or, you know, air squats, holding your baby. <laughs> totally. Yep. <laughs> That's, I feel like my go-to actually. So thank you for confirming that. <laughs> yeah. Going for walks is like my son's favorite thing to do. He's always asking for walks. So that's like an easy little workout for mm-hmm. me and run around the park with him. Yes. It's exhausting. And then you're getting sunlight too. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing hurts about being outside besides mm-hmm. our heat here. Oh, I know. 
<laughs> I can't wait for it to pull off. It's so close. It's right around the corner. So close. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we get like one of those like sooner um, cool waves or what are those called? Cold fronts. Cold fronts. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What's an ideal workout split for the week and when is it best to do cardio? I feel like we were wanting to figure out what's the most effective for like leaning out and toning up, obviously like just getting to the gym and doing anything is the best, but Mm -hmm. what will get you the quickest results? And we want to know if cardio, like, is there good, better, best cardio walking (laughs) sprints? I don't know if you've heard about that 12, 3, 30 split on the, or on the treadmill. So yeah, we just want to hear all of your advice there. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's start with cardio. Um, cardio, I recommend after lifting. I like to say that just because during your lifts, I like you to have like the most strength and good form. Sometimes if we do cardio first, I feel like our form's not as good as it should be. Totally. Just like burns out. mm -hmm. So yeah, just finish your workout with cardio. If you're going to do cardio forms of cardio, I love the stairs and I love incline on the treadmill. Those are the two I usually recommend. Of course, if somebody likes to bike or elliptical, I'm not going to say don't do that, but the reason why um, the stairs, I feel like, are great to build the booty, mm-hmm. um, give that little shape. And the incline treadmill is great, too, because it does work more on your backside. Um, it's better on your knees, too. Yeah. So whether you're going to walk on the treadmill or run, just put on a little bit of an incline, um, and that will be great. Um, as far as different types of cardio, I know there's so many different types of cardio. Um, people will do, like, the steady, and then they'll do, like, the intervals. For someone that's trying to lose fat, I love the interval trainings. Okay. So I'll say, like, okay, let's do a 30-second sprint followed by a 30-second jog. Or sometimes a 30-second sprint followed by a one-minute jog. Just enough for your heart rate to come down a bit. And then once you feel like it's coming down, then you just bring it right back up. Okay. And another thing I like to tell people about cardio is... I think people get it stuck in their head. Like I need to do like 30 minutes of cardio or, you know, longer. And I'm like, just do 15 minutes, like 10 to 15 minutes. If you're wanting to do cardio, then you don't need to overdo it. Okay. I will always say the best thing for toning and shaping your body and just getting in the best shape is going to be lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know everybody doesn't like to hear that, but <laughs> whether you're skinny, obese, you need to lose 10 pounds, whatever it is, I'm always going to be like, okay, you need to lift weights. Like I have clients that are in their sixties that lift weights. I'm like, this is amazing. Like they're just building up that, you know, muscle strength and their bones are getting stronger and so yeah, always choose the strength training Yeah, <laughs> if you're trying to decide between cardio and weights. Oh, and something to go along with the strength training and why I love to recommend um, that over cardio is because the more muscle mass we have, the more body fat our body's going to burn. So even later in the day when you're not working out, your body with that extra muscle mass is still going to be burning fat. So I'm like, we got to lift those weights, ladies. Yes. Okay. So say... I did work out five days a week Mm -hmm. or like that's the time that I had. Would you recommend me doing weights those all five days? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if I can add the 15 minutes or whatever amount of cardio on top of it, is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. That's that's a lot though. I would normally say you don't need to do 15 minutes every day. Okay. Even if you're trying to lose fat, I'd be like, you don't need 15 minutes every day. If you're doing five days of strength training, I would say do two to three days of cardio. Okay. Usually like your upper body days, you don't burn as much. Um, so that would be a good day to do the cardio. Okay, perfect. 
And a good split for that, because um, I know you talked about or asked about the split. Yes. So if someone has five days to work out and that's your ideal routine, um, I like to split it up with two leg days, two upper body days, and then you have a day where you're focusing mostly on glutes. And then you can add abs into all of those days if you want. A lot of people ask me, well, like, how much is too much of abs? I'm like, you can do them every day. You're fine. But let's say um, starting off, someone only has three days to work out. I will recommend a leg day and then the next day or their next workout day, upper body, and then do another leg day. That's more for women. For men, I flip it because men want more of the upper body. Yes. Like we want more of the lower. Yep. So for women, get those legs in. Okay. I love that. And how would you split up your upper body workouts? So I personally like in with my app, um, I mix it up a little bit, but you'll usually see I do shoulders, triceps together, chest is tight in there as a secondary muscle usually. And then the other day will be bicep and back. Okay. Perfect. So that's a good split. Awesome. And to tie that all in a nice little bow, what's the minimum you feel like somebody should be doing a week to make a difference, I guess? If you can be moving, and that's the thing is I know everybody's not going to be able to do strength training um, or have a gym membership or they might not have dumbbells at home. But I would say like five to six days a week if you're moving, like whether it's a walk, a hike, a bike ride, anything like that. Let's say someone's like just starting off and they're like, Becky, I'm so busy. I can barely fit this in my schedule. Then I'll recommend like, let's do, let's shoot for two days, two okay. days of strength training. Start with that. And then down the road, it always happens. They're like, oh my gosh, I love this. I'm going to do more than two days. But two days is a good start if you're not sure. Yeah. I feel like that's so true. It always takes me a little bit of time mm -hmm. to like get in the groove of it. And then once I am, it's like you're addicted. Yes. It just feels so good. Yes. You recognize that feeling like when you leave, you're like, oh my gosh, like yep. look at me. I just did that. And like just so good for your confidence and everything. Yeah. I completely agree. It's just like getting to that point. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. the hard part because in the beginning you have, you're like sore, you're, I don't know, more tired throughout the day because sure. you're just like not used to that extra energy that you're burning. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the soreness adds to that and just getting into the habit. And then once you're in that, then you just feel so good. Yes. It takes a while to get into that habit though. And I feel like women especially are hard on themselves to where they beat themselves up and and it's like, if you fall out of your routine, just start up the next day. Like every day is a new day and you don't have to wait until Monday to start up. Just be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do better. I'm yep. going to do something tomorrow. <laughs> I'm the classic starting on Monday person. <laughs> <laughs> what is your best advice on someone who struggles with their relationship with food? Oh, this is such a good question. So I think the biggest thing is we have to stop labeling food as good and bad. And that was so hard for me to do, even as I started getting into the fitness world, is because that's like, like that's all we hear. Like, yep. oh, that food's bad for you. Or don't eat that donut, it's bad. We gotta have to stop putting labels on food. There's not good foods and there's not bad foods. There's foods that make you feel better and there's foods that aren't gonna make you feel worse. Once we change our mindset to think of food as nourishment for our body and fuel for our body, energy, then that's where we start to develop a healthy relationship with food. Um, when you have a healthy relationship with food, I feel like it looks like you can go on trips and you can enjoy foods and not feel guilty and be like, oh my gosh, I just ate that churro at Disneyland or, you know, and feel like that guilt. Like you should be able to enjoy it and be okay with it and be like, that was good. Like, 
it's okay to do that. And then when you have an unhealthy relationship with food, I see a lot of um, women restricting certain foods. So try to get out of that. Don't restrict foods um, unless, of course, you have a food allergy and you need to restrict it. Yeah. (laughs) um, Besides that, like don't restrict foods. I'll even have people that restrict entire food groups and they'll be like, I'm never going to eat sugar. I'm never going to eat dairy. So try to not do that. And that will help you develop a better relationship with food. Yeah. Because once you start cutting things out, then you start wanting it more. Right? Yes. I'll I'll even have people be like, I don't eat fruit. I'm like, wait, you don't eat fruit at all? Whoa. Yes. Why not? But just, it has too many carbs and too much sugar. And I'm like, our body needs the fruit. Yes. One of the biggest things I like to help my clients with is just having that healthy relationship with food. Um, And that's where macros is nice because it kind of teaches you, you can really eat anything you want. And just know, like, it's fine. Yeah. Of course, you don't eat donuts all day long or cake all day long because you're going to feel crappy. But to know, like, if you want a donut, eat the donut. Yep. Yeah, that's like 100% the reason why I love macros. And I feel like I am the, definitely the perfectionist personality who will, if I ate one bad thing during the day, and like you said, I label food bad or good. Um, but if I eat one quote unquote bad thing during the day, I'm like, oh my diet's out the window. I'm going to start fresh tomorrow. Yeah. And so since starting macros, I am able to have that and be like, you know what? No, it's okay. It actually still fits. I'm just going to adjust my food for the rest of the day. Yep. That's perfect. Yep. Do you have any advice on dealing with guilt with skipping the gym or falling off with eating? Yeah. I think it's important to like know as humans, like we're not going to be motivated all the time. Um, in fact, a lot of times we're more unmotivated to go to the gym then we are motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, so just knowing like that's normal, like we're not going to always be motivated, but as you like create the habit and that routine, then those days where you don't feel motivated, you're going to do it anyways. And then you're like, I'm so glad I went. I feel so much better. I still do that to this day. There'll yeah. be days where I'm like, I do not want to work out. And people are like, wait, you don't want to work out Becky. I'm like, no, I get like that. Yeah. And I even had my husband sometimes where he'll come home and he'll be like, um, I'm like a little edgy, you know, he's like, Becky, like, did you miss your workout today? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. And yeah. I'm like, okay, go work out. And every time I do, I'm like, okay, I feel so much better. I'm happier. Yes. Um, so just to not have guilt, you know, if you miss a workout and like, we kind of talked about it earlier is just say tomorrow, tomorrow's a new day. Yep. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And if you miss the gym the next day, then you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to go on a walk instead, or I'm going to do a body weight workout at home, whatever it is, like as long as you're moving and it can be as little as 10 minutes and you're going to feel so much more accomplished just by doing those 10 minutes. That's like the number one thing. If you take anything away from this is that you will feel better after just doing even a little bit of something. Yes. The self-confidence for one, just by making yourself do it and actually sticking to it. And then for two, I feel like, I don't know, what it is scientifically, but like endorphins or whatever mm-hmm. you get from working yeah. out and moving your body. Yes. Okay. Last question. How do you go about eating healthy, working out and make sure your milk supply doesn't tank? Oh, yes. Okay. I love working with mamas that are nursing. I feel like people that don't have the knowledge of what's going on in their bodies or macros, the most common thing is like 
okay, I'm working out. I'm losing my milk supply. Like I got to stop working out, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's finding that balance where I just give the moms more food. I'm like, you got to, and I am really big believer in higher fats too. And that higher fats is so good for your milk supply. So you're able to continue your workouts, which we need, we know for our mental (laughs) and you're able to continue those workouts, um, eating more food and still keeping that milk supply up. Yeah. I know you and I have like worked on this a lot because my milk supply does drop a lot. And like I have, I go through like Mm -hmm. roller coaster cycles with it. And so you've totally helped me with just increasing my, my food intake or making sure that I'm drinking enough water. Yes. That's huge too. I'm glad you brought that up. The water is huge. Uh Uh-huh. And I haven't been working out super consistently up until recently. And so I'm interested to see if it does affect it. Do you feel like a lot of people do say that it does? Yes, it does. Yeah. And once you get like in your routine, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to be like, Becky, I need more food. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's give you some more food. But that's the nice thing is it's like, you can eat more and you're still going to drop those inches. And the most important thing is that you have enough milk. Yes, exactly. And that's totally my goal is to make sure that I can still feed my baby and like losing the pounds and inches right now isn't the most important thing. It's just something that I want to do to feel good and mm-hmm. to, um, like you said, have that confidence and get those endorphins and feel good by eating good, healthy things that are good for my body and good for my baby. Yes. And yes. so all of the things. <laughs> Is there any other advice that you want to give to these women out there that are listening? Um, one thing that I love for my clients to think about is it's good to ask yourself this question. And this is kind of relates with people that are struggling to get started because we know how hard it is to get started and to make those changes because it is a big lifestyle change. Um, your routine's going to change as you start eating healthier and working out. A question that you can ask yourself is what is the outcome if I don't take action to change? And so think about that, like, what's going to be the outcome if I don't make these changes? Where am I going to be in one year? Where am I going to be in five years? And most likely you're going to continue to gain weight and you're going to continue to feel crappy. Um, Your health is going to just decline and you're probably going to be put on more medications to help with that, to kind of mask it. So just thinking about that question, I feel like is good for people for like a reality check to be like, you know what, I need to start. Like, I have to make a change and just something small, a small change is all that it takes to get started. No, I love that. I feel like I need to like write that down and have it like up on my mirror or something to look at every day. (laughs) Yeah. Do you do a positive affirmation? Affirmations. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I actually don't write them down anymore, but when I started, I did, I put them everywhere. I put them on my mirror and my car. Um, and now I have a routine where right when I wake up and get out of bed, it's kind of like within my prayer, I'm just praying and giving myself those positive affirmations. And I also do it when I'm driving in the car, sometimes on the way to the gym or on the way home. Um, but it's kind of just been a habit to be like, tell myself all these positive things. I love that. And I remember when I first started, it was hard for me to believe some of the things I was saying. You know, like I'm strong. I'm a good mom. You know, I am pretty, and you know all those things. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't really believe this, but 
I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah. Um, but eventually like you start believing it and it's game changer. I've always said that that's the truth. And I, I have gone through phases in my life where I'm good about doing it. And then I fall out of habit for one mm-hmm. reason or another. And I always feel like it's, feels like one other thing to add to my to-do list, right. but I love that you said that you just like doing it maybe during your prayers. It's mm-hmm. like kind of part of it or yeah. While you're driving to the gym, I feel like that's such like a perfect opportunity. Yes. I never would have like thought about doing that. I don't know why. Yeah. It's that's like my time when it's quiet. Like I don't have any music on. I'm like, okay, I have 10 minutes of quiet. Yes. I'm gonna use that. That's genius. I love yeah. that. When you work out, do you like to like listen to music or podcasts um, or what do you do? I usually will listen to music if I'm by myself, but I'm usually not by myself. Um, I'm usually working out with friends, so I don't listen to anything. I love that. I need yeah. more friends that go to the same gym. Yes. I feel like I have a lot of friends that work out, but we all work out at different gyms. Yes. It makes a difference. Like you it can does. push each other. And you know, when you know they're showing up, you're like, I got to show up too. I'm not going to miss. Yep. So it really does help. Totally. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. And Becky, I want you to plug your social so that people know where to find you and all of the different op- or things that you offer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I am on Join Becky Lewis. Um, my website is also joinbeckylewis.com. Um, I offer macro coaching and um, I have an app with different workout programs on it. I have home workouts, gym workouts, really anything to help you get going with your fitness journey. Yeah, she's super great. She answers her DMs and the messages in the app. I absolutely love working with her. So if you're interested, feel free to reach out to me or Becky and we're happy to give you more info. Like always, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We are at the same sis podcast. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs)